Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today we're going to be talking about the RGB versus Sac Republic game from last Saturday. And we are also going to give a preview to the upcoming match happening this Saturday against Las Vegas Lights. Uh, going to be a different Vegas than what we're used to, but we're looking forward to the game on Saturday, and we definitely know that it's going to be a, a tough one indeed. So let's go ahead and introduce uh, with me today is uh, Jared. Sharon is not on today because she is out in Europe. If you guys saw our social media, then you saw her right across from the London Stadium where West Ham plays and also the place where she's going to be able to watch the Europa League match happening this week for West Ham and also their Premier League match, which should be a really good one against Arsenal. So um, you know, we hope she has uh, a lot of fun over there and we can't wait to hear all her amazing stories that she'll surely bring here to the podcast. But Jared, welcome to the show. Thanks for hopping on again. Uh, I know we had some technical difficulties and here we are recording this again, but I'm glad we're able to do this and, and get this out as soon as possible. It's that luck from South Texas that carried over. That's <laughs> what I say. <laughs> uh, well, but- Either way, you know, we, we get another chance to talk over the, uh, the the Rio Grande Valley match and then also look into this weekend's uh, Las Vegas Lights FC. And you are right. They are not the same, uh, not the same uh, Lights FC that, that we beat the backside off of last Labor Day. So we're, we're going to look into that as we can. Yeah, it's not looking like we're going to get another Juju goal, but hopefully I'm wrong. We do get it. But <laughs> it's looking like they're, they're a little bit... Uh different and i'm sure they're more uh focused than than they were last season so should be a good one either way and again we're really looking forward to that one but before we get started um let's do our usual glosses of gratitude so jared do you have uh, any glossal you want to uh, bring up today well as far as off field i definitely want to thank uh, fox 40 uh, i know on my phone i had some issues initially pulling up the rgv match but uh they were able to guide me through uh, some, some steps. Uh, thankfully, I was able to pick it up on my Xbox browser. So very, very awesome to, to still have that. And then also to, um, and this is going to sound uh, even further, further off field. I uh, just uh, want to give big thanks to the New York Jets organization. I was able to sort out what I'm going to be doing on Saturday. So I'm able to mix my two favorite teams in one weekend. The Saturday I'm there, I'm going to go go to the uh, Jet Stadium. And then Sunday, the main course as well, Republic FC versus Red Bulls too. So thank you very much for, for all that. And then also, uh, yeah, I think that might might be it for right now. I think I've hit a bit of a roadblock. Um, cool. Well, you know, I, I also have to give one to Fox 40 because uh, – Again, their app is uh, pretty reliable as, as it has been for me, at least on, on my uh, cell phone. And I really do appreciate that, especially because um, I'm going to be out traveling uh, for the next week. And so I'm going to rely so much on that one <laughs> working out good, too. So uh, l- looking forward to um, it continuing to work out as, as it has been. Also, another uh, golazo out to uh, Sharon. I just mentioned earlier that she's in Europe and uh, being that she is so close there to uh, London Stadium and that she is going to be watching some West Ham games. And also the fact that West Ham has uh, Umbro as her kit supplier and 
If y'all know me, you know that Umbro is one of my favorite brands and uh, Creosol wore it for a really long time. And I just always really liked the quality of their kits. And so she actually was able to uh, buy me a West Ham kit. So uh, really appreciate it, Sharon, if you're listening, uh, because uh, it'll be really awesome to add that to my collection, especially coming straight from uh, the land of West Ham, right? I mean, there's nothing more cooler than when you can buy a jersey from the place where the players actually use it, right? <laughs> ah, sounds like you may have to pick her up something for, uh, from your uh, upcoming travels too. Yeah, she'll have to tell me what she wants and uh, uh, I'll, I'll try and make it happen uh, as I travel there as well. And then just in general, I think another uh, gloss of gratitude to uh, everyone who showed up to the last town hall that we had um, where we talked about the Open Cup and and had all that. I think we... We had a blast uh, w- with that show going on. And uh, unfortunately, we're not going to have a town hall for this Friday, even though we do have a game on Saturday. And so that's why we're using this podcast uh, as a way to also talk about the Las Vegas lights, um, which is good because in our previous recording, we didn't really do that as much. And so we're actually talking about more, <laughs> more new things here, too. So re-strategizing this uh, particular show here. I actually have one more uh, gloss of gratitude. Uh, this one goes out to Bijev. Actually, I'm going to say a, a brace, right? Since he likes to score braces. And this is a brace, colossal of gratitude, two in one for Bijev. One for uh, actually hopping on to uh, be interviewed by us. Uh, that episode's going to be um, posted Saturday morning. Be on the lookout. Subscribe to us if you aren't yet. So you can find out when that podcast gets posted. But it will definitely be Saturday morning. I'm going to have it scheduled out. So you won't want to miss that one because he talks all about um, how it's been like right now to be with the Fuego, uh, what the Open Cup game was like. And there is also something there that is really interesting, right, Jared? Something that people probably did not know that you only find out if you listen to the show. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know about this uh, beforehand. So it's, it's definitely uh, some interesting uh, news here. I mean, I mean, not. Not uh, new news, but uh, you know, kind of makes you think. And now, now I may have to start looking. So definitely can't wait for that. Yeah, and, and the other one, like I said, there's a two part, uh, is for actually re-recording it with us because with the technical issues that we had, I also lost that interview. And so thank you, Billion, for uh, re-recording that interview with us. We we really appreciate that. Um, and you know, we're looking forward to everyone getting the chance to hear that and, you know, uh, read your comments on what you thought about it. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that we had a podcast and I'm out, Sharon's out. Um, and we didn't want to leave Jared just recording by himself, <laughs> uh, just talking about the game on his own. <laughs> uh, either way, we'll, we'll be sure to get it done. And once again, thank you again, Villian, for uh, re-recording with us. I mean, we certainly do appreciate it. Well, all right, Jared, let's go ahead and talk about um, the game that we had last Saturday against uh, Rio Grande, where unfortunately we lost 2-1. We were so close to getting the tie, but man, I I got to say it, the wind played such a big role in this match, and I, I really hope we don't ever see weather like this because I truly think if everyone goes back and looks at those two goals that we got scored on, that the wind played a, a factor in them, right? Especially that first goal. It, it was a crazy shot by the RGB player. And I got to say, neither Danny V nor probably any goalkeeper on planet Earth would have probably saved that. 
Yeah, I mean, not not even if we had the big show Paul White in goal, would he have been able to save that goal? So really not, uh, nothing any of the other uh, boys in red could have done on that particular goal. That was just one of those shots that really couldn't do anything about. Uh, but unfortunately, it happened. You know, RGB got the first goal. We just had to yeah, take notice, move on, and then hope to equalize. Yeah, and, and I got to say, you know, I, I know I talked about the win being a factor in those two goals, but we, of course, did have it uh, and on our side, right, in the first half. And I think we should have had more shots. We should have just um, been shooting shots left and right in the first half because if everyone noticed, the, uh, their goalkeeper for RGB was wasting time. Some of the players were, like, taking it really, like, relaxing, right, <laughs> throughout the first half because – they knew that the wind was there and that you just don't know what to expect when you have that against you. And so that that's one thing that if it happens again, just so the guys know, you got to make sure that you take as much advantage of that as possible, because in the second half, we were playing against that. Right. And RGB took advantage of that. Well, who else uh, better knows that they nuances of the park than uh, than the uh, the home the home team you know they're going to know which way the wind blows and and how to work it and unfortunately they 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 worked us i mean uh, the fact that they parked the bus in the first half knowing the wind was uh, against them so just trying anything they can to kill off time until the second half and then once they marched their way down the field the wind was going to work in their favor so you know, unfortunately mother nature uh, was uh, not vibing with us uh, that that evening yeah, but fortunately, you know, just a couple of minutes passed on and we were able to get the tie with, with the really good set piece by uh, Roro uh, sending away the cross to where it looked like Luther could have scored, right? Even if the RGB player hadn't actually done an assist <laughs> to Connor Donovan. Uh, but ultimately, you know, the Connor Donovan is the one who ends up scoring. And uh, I mean, he... He had a clear opportunity there. There's no way he would actually be missing unless uh, he aimed towards the goalkeeper or the defender. But when you're so close to the net, there, there's just no way you could just uh, <laughs> uh, kick it straight to the goalkeeper. Well, thankfully for Connor, he was Johnny on the spot. He was in the right spot at the right time, and he was able to punch it in, get it equalized, and uh, improve our chances of possibly getting three or at least one if we can hold it down. I do like the fact that Connor actually followed the play, right? We always talk about this. Uh, I feel like almost in every show that, you know, you have to follow the play, right? If you see a rebound opportunity happening, you need to be right there, right? If you see the defenders making a mistake, if you don't see them that confident, you need to be there, right? And so that's exactly what Connor did here. You know, he still followed the play. He, he didn't know what could have happened. Had Luther shot, hey, what if the goalkeeper would have blocked it? He wanted to be there at the right time. And that's what our players have to keep on doing. Because, you know, if you're there, if you at least try to be there, you're going to have opportunities like this where their defender makes a mistake. And, you know, one of our guys is right there ready just to uh, kick the ball into the net. That's just uh, shades of... Uh... Derek Formella, back in the day, I mean, he would go in there. He would finish every play that he could. I mean, he wasn't just standing around or anything like that. He would just get in there, find an opportunity, and finish it off. So Connor is picking up those reins, just getting in there, 
finishing every opportunity that he can. So obviously that paid off and I can't wait to see more finishing uh, like that. It's definitely something we need. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of uh, Darek, he actually just scored uh, with Oakland. I believe it might be the first goal he scores for them, but um, they, they, they tied against the El Paso and he was one of the goal scorers. So uh, good for Darek. We're, we're glad to see him on, on the scoring sheets again, we just hope uh, we don't see him against Sac Republic scoring, but <laughs> he can score against all the other teams. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so that that was that one one. Um, you know, it, it was a good score for us at the time, and you know, it, it felt like hey, we we're the ones who are in, under control of this match, and you know, we have that adrenaline rush just like Fuego did when they scored against us, but. Like I said, I, I think if we don't see the wind be a factor in this match, then I, I think we see things end even in a one-one tie. Um, I, I don't think I, we see them score a goal. You know, again, th- those were just the circumstance of the match. Also, in the 87th minute, what a save by Danny V. I mean, our our former guy Frank Lopez. Uh, those of you who might remember him, right? He was with us, I think, like two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Not for too long, right? Just a couple of matches, but. He had, you know, good conditions. Unfortunately, you know, we couldn't see a lot of him, but he pulls a really great shot. And Danny V is just right there, uh, giving us uh, a really good uh, save. And I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think that save in the 87th minute is actually uh, nominated for stop of the week, right? Or save of the week, I should say. It is. It is. So if you see your social media uh, links from uh, USL Championship, go vote Danny V for save of the week. I mean, because we're looking at this replay right now. I mean, he just leapt and full extension blocked the shot from uh, from Frank Lopez. And yes, for those that do remember Frank Lopez, he played for us in 2020. He was on loan from OKC Energy FC, probably one, one of the greater transactions to come out from, from that way. I mean, he, he was basically a tank i mean he would put his body onward and forward to to get the shot off sad to see him go but it looks like he's doing pretty pretty well in rgv as we can look by the shot but even he couldn't get past danny v yeah and i'm really glad to see danny v doing so good right and big props to him because you know he he was defending the net on Wednesday with the Open Cup, and we know how intense that game was. And for him to be back on Saturday, phenomenal, right? It, it seemed like the guy hadn't played for a whole week, but when in fact, you know, he had <laughs> actually just uh, played in a really intense game with the rain and, and all that as well. And so uh, I'm glad to see that. And, you know, our, our goalkeepers continue to compete right? To see who uh, gets to stay there in the net. And as long as Danny V keeps uh, giving us good games like this, it's going to be a while until we see Carlos back there. But um, it's it's good competition. And then just a couple of minutes after, oh man, what well, we just didn't, ex- I didn't even, I didn't expect this. I have to say it. I just thought it's going to be one of those games where it's going to end in a tie. Yeah, sure, there's three more minutes in the clock left, but I think it ends it ends in a tie, but unfortunately, um, we see the play happen and Lee try to clear the ball away, and it's one of those plays that I I can't blame it on Lee because he wanted to do the the right thing, right, which is just clear it away, um, give him a corner kick, all good, right. Um, but the wind may have been a factor, and 
the ball didn't go the way it was supposed to go. And instead, it, it hits his shin guards, it seems like. And then it just kind of like makes this arc of sorts, right? Where it just goes over Danny V, over Connor Donovan. And it's like right to the RGB guy who ends up scoring the goal. Uh, yeah, just one of those like circumstantial goals that things just work out the right way. But I mean, I I don't really blame it on anyone for this one because, yeah. I, I, I don't know about that. I mean, this this, this replay that uh, we're going through with uh, it starts just moments after Keiko or after the ball came into Keiko's vicinity. When I watched the match live, yes, I saw the ball being cleared out into midway. And Keiko, we just, I'm not sure if he just didn't go at full speed or wasn't paying a whole lot of attention or was just really fatigued because granted, this is the 92nd minute, but the ball just went right past him. It didn't look like he paid full attention because had he done so, he could have at least maybe trotted a little bit faster and, 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 attempt to clear the ball out and, you know, past an RGB player just to get it out of bounds. But, um, you know, if, if you have a chance to see the match uh, on demand, uh, go to about the 92nd minute and, and you'll see the ball come into uh, our defensive area and you'll see where we fell asleep uh, retrieving that ball because had he not fallen asleep at the wheel there, I mean, that could have been a ball outside of RGV's reach. Could have been a goal kick. We could have parked the bus. Could have tied it. But I, I know he he's probably been out there a full ninety plus minutes. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. We'll have to check the stats. But but even coach had uh, was not exactly uh, enthused about the performance, uh, especially during the second half. I mean, and he said that we have to learn from this, and we have to take an opportunity to provide a response this coming Saturday against uh, Las Vegas. And I'm hoping that we do. Yeah. And I think it'll be a different game. Uh, like I mentioned before, uh, the the circumstance of the weather really didn't make for a good equal game. And I understand, right. The wind plays against both teams, but you know, you, you always want those good sunny conditions, of course, right. Or even if it's cloudy, but when you got a windy match, just anything can happen right you get a shot that maybe didn't have too much power but the wind helped boost it up and before you know it it's a really crazy shot that you know very few goalkeepers can stop because it's just spiraling out of control right so Uh, yeah absolutely i mean it's definitely a major variable i mean even if it's a slight breeze i mean it could affect it just uh just ever so slightly but with winds like this I mean, it was just uh, blowing shots left and right. And that that translates to the accuracy as far as our shots versus shots that actually went on goal. I mean, there was a big discrepancy on that. And unfortunately, the wind paid a heavy, uh, heavy dividend on that. So we just have to see. And and I seriously thought there's going to be any any training exercise that's going to duplicate these winning conditions just short of getting uh, Hollywood studio size fans, anything like that. But. (laughs) You, you just kind of have to find a way to compensate for that if it if at all humanly possible or to work around it. <laughs> imagine that I could <laughs> imagine them actually going out and taking some pans and being like, all right, take your shots, take your shots. <laughs> let's, let's see what the different uh, circumstance could be like. <laughs> that that would be really uh, funny if uh, if they did that just for uh, the laughter uh, <laughs> would be a cool thing. 
But, you know, now, now that I look back at the replay and the, the highlights don't show exactly all that happened right before, like you mentioned, right? And we just kind of just see Keiko running towards the ball. And I could see, right, if, if he's the one who lost the ball there, that he could be blamed, right? Because he, he was the one that had to have it there. Um, but I think, I mean, aside from that, all the other guys, they kind of did what they had to do. I think they were at the right place. Or, of course, you know, that we got scored on, but they were in the right positions. It's just, I think everyone expected Lee to be able to clear the ball out, which in normal circumstances, that would have been a corner kick right there. I don't think we see what, what we see here. But when you have all these things going on, the ball pass is not going to be the same way as if there is no wind or if the wind isn't as intense as it was um, yes, or not yesterday on uh, Saturday. So th- those things happen. And, you know, we just have to brush this off and, you know, just move on to the next game. And I think if there's something to feel good about is the fact that we had more possession than RGB did. We had 54%. And uh, if y'all remember in the last Orange County game, we also had more possession than they did. So I'm all for games where we have more possession, uh, where we play away, because that's not an easy thing to do. But of course, it's more than just the possession, right? You need to have the shots and the shots on target. And we had 10 shots, two were on target. But again, with the wind, it's probably extremely hard to (laughs) get a shot on target that otherwise would have been on target. So um, we can't even really, I think... uh, criticize any of the shots on target you know um even though you know they had nine shots they had four on target but like you said jared they're more used to their spot they might be having windy days often um but for us you know it it just wasn't something that we were expecting or unless you know i don't know if coach looks at like (laughs) weather like is it going to be raining or what they might i'm assuming um but do they get as detailed as like how windy is it going to be i don't know but uh, yeah, so that's just my thoughts. I think we can't really be too disappointed at the fact that only two were on target out of 10. But I do like that we had more opportunities, though. That is a good thing. So that was that, uh, a 2-1 match. I like this rotation thing that Coach is doing, right? And as much as some people might be a fan of, like, let's always have the same starting 11 or be as consistent as possible, I'm all for, hey, whoever's playing good in a previous game or um, in trainings, right, whatever coach is looking at, that's who gets to be in the starting 11 for the following match. And so that way you're basically just awarding the guys that are doing good versus just saying like, oh, we we always go with the starting 11 because uh, these are the guys that, you know, I I just always want to see in the starting 11, right, just for consistency. You know, as much as, yeah, consistency might work sometimes, I think it's better to do this because you get more of the guys who might have otherwise been on the bench an opportunity to be in in the starting 11 there. One thing I I noticed too, Jared, too, is that we saw Rafa uh, back on the bench, back getting some minutes. Uh, I don't know if you uh, had any observations there, but uh, it it was really great to see him back there because he, he hadn't been, I think, playing in a match for a while, right? Or he had just gotten a couple of minutes like maybe in one or two games. Yeah, really not a whole lot of minutes uh, the season so far. So good to see him actually uh, get on and uh, contribute. And, you know, what we we have a stacked squad this season, right? So I can understand why it must be difficult, right, for coach to be like, well, 
you know, I'll, I'll bring some of the academy players on the bench, but and and it's not, that's not a bad thing, right? It's good because other seasons, you know, we were going through a lot of injuries, and thankfully, you know, we're not doing too bad on on the injury department right now, and let's hopefully keep it that way. But um, yeah, just the fact that we haven't seen a lot of academy guys on the bench this season is uh, something else. I mean, I love the the depth that that we have this season. I mean, compared to the past couple seasons. We're basically the the bench mob of USL Championship. I mean, there's hardly a bad bad thing happening as far as our substitutes and reserves go. Uh, Of course, Malik Foster being injured and out uh, for a while, uh, we could definitely use his speed, but uh, we're still hoping that he gets a full recovery and is able to get on the, the pitch sometime soon. But really anyone that we can go with, whether they're already starting or if they're in the substitutes, it's hardly a bad choice this season. So, so I just love the depth we have. And I think it definitely shows that commitment that Kevin Nagel um, had with all of us, right. Uh, at, at the beginning of the season or even before, right. I mean, if you remember Jared, when you brought uh, up to our attention, the uh, comments that he made uh, and, and we read off all the different points that he had to make. One of them was right. He was going to put more money into this team. And so we we're seeing it now that we have a stacked squad where you might be missing a player like Malik Foster, but we have other guys there who can, uh, you know, make sure that they're taking care of that position while he's not there. And, and we just have more guys on the bench and, you know, I'm sure for coach, it must be tough to figure out, okay, who am I going to put on the bench? because we have so many great players that, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel for coach that how tough it must be to like be like, oh, I have to put this guy on the bench, but he could easily be a starter. This, this is what, what's considered a good problem. I mean, having to choose between such high caliber players and Kevin Nagel has definitely uh, come through on his investment. I mean, we're, we're seeing the dividends uh, from his investment so far. I know it's only late April, but I mean, I can already see us getting into the top five uh, of the conference, if not uh, top four, uh, by the time it gets to August, September, or October. I mean, this this is definitely paying off compared to the past couple of years. I mean, especially last year when it seemed like we were getting all sorts of neckwear with, with all the ties. Now I think we've passed that on to uh, Oakland, I believe with all the draws that they have. Yeah. It's now on, (laughs) on their side. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we're over that. I mean, hopefully right. Knock on wood that we're actually over that because there's still a lot of season left and hopefully we don't go back to men's warehouse for more ties, but uh, you uh, know, it's, it's good. It's good that we're, we're playing differently this season and I could see it like every time, right. And in this last game, we got scored on at the very end. We really had no time to react to anything. And so um, I think, you know, anytime we get scored on, we definitely see guys that are reacting to that right they're not just taking it as like oh we got scored on we're losing we're gonna lose this game or we're gonna probably tie this game if we're lucky and so that's good that was the first thing they had to change is that mentality and so i'm with you on also um us being right there probably in the top four um for the end of the season and you know if we look at last season last season we had eight wins this season we already have three wins right keep in mind right last season that was 32 matches (laughs) Eight wins in 32 matches, and this season we already have three wins in uh, six matches. Yeah, so that's we're all pretty solid. We're, 
we're almost halfway there through our uh, win total from last year. And, and it's technically not even May yet. So that's, that's just a big improvement over last season. Yeah. And just one tie, right. And like, let's, let's keep it low on, on the tie department <laughs> there. So, uh, yeah, we uh, need to keep a casual Friday round here. <laughs> no ties. So if we look at the standings, we're in sixth place right now. We have six matches played, 10 points. And most of the other teams, with the exception of like New Mexico or like Orange County and Monterey Bay, uh, most of their teams already have seven matches played or eight matches played. So again, we continue to be uh, uh, old games, right? We're still trying to play catch up with other teams, which is good when you're still in playoff territory and you're playing catch up and all the other teams are within distance. Have you been able to uh, pass them? And so uh, we're sitting at a pretty good spot. And, you know, right now looking at our conference, really the top three teams, uh, Colorado Springs and San Antonio, both of them having six games, one, one loss, 18 points. And then San Diego Loyo uh, has 16 points, but they do have one more game than they do, um, than San Antonio or Colorado do. And so, that's the top three still attainable for us because uh, we could catch up to San Diego if we win both games and be right there tied for uh, third place winning the next two games um, or beating Las Vegas lights this Saturday and be tied there with Vegas and with still two games in hand because Vegas has uh, 13 points, eight games played. So if we beat Vegas, we're now in fifth place and we're above them two games. So. Sweet deal, right? Especially when you get to play against a team that's right there next to you. And knowingly, you know that if you beat them, you're above them and you're stole games. So that's what I hope that the team realizes uh, how important I think it is on Saturday to get those three points and start knocking some of those rivals that you have above you, uh, below you. Absolutely. And, and we still have some... Fairly good matches ahead of us. I mean, aside from Las Vegas Lights FC, I mean, they, they're they're doing better than last year, but, you know, they're still within reach. I mean, we're only three points behind them. Yes, they played two more games uh, than we have, like you mentioned, but it's definitely attainable, especially the fact that we're playing at home. We've got a home winning streak going on. And then the next week, we've got the matches against uh, New Mexico. And then hopefully the easiest road trip but we shouldn't take it lightly still against Red Bulls two on uh, May 8th in, in Jersey. So it, those are the three next biggest challenges. I mean, the two matches at home, keep the streak alive and then hopefully an easy, but let's not treat it like a, like a too easy match. We still got to park the bus, blow them out of the water, uh, Red Bulls two. It can be done and hopefully it will be done. Yeah, that's right. We can't take anything for granted, but <laughs> I really do hope that they give you uh, some goals to uh, be happy about because you are going to be making the trip out to uh, the New York Rebels 2 um, stadium. So hoping that, you know, you, you get to see those three points and uh, get to enjoy uh, a good little mini vacation over there. So let's go ahead and talk about um, the game this Saturday against Las Vegas lights. Um, again, it's going to be at 7 PM. And if you're trying to attend the match, uh, there's still plenty of tickets available. And if you want to watch it uh, again, it's going to be on Fox 40 app and also on the ESPN plus app as well. And then also don't forget, it will also be on antenna TV for those that uh, 
have over-the-air antennas or watch on cable. Uh, it's going to be on channel 40.2 if you do the antenna. Uh, if you have Comcast, Wave, uh, Consolidated Communications, check your channel guides for what channel Antenna TV is on. Yeah. Well, thanks for also mentioning that as well. So plenty of options. There, there's a way for you to view it if, if you want to view it. So looking at Las Vegas lights, their statistics this season, again, they have eight matches played, 13 points out of those eight matches. So 4-1, one, one tied, three lost. So, you know, just judging off their statistics and especially with the 13 goals in favor and against with the zero differential there, there's a team that either wins or ties. And so you always got to be uh, a little careful, right, about those teams that, you know, are just going to go right to it, right? They're not going to be parking the bus like RGB did kind of in that first half. This light is just going to go all out. They're going to try and get that win. And if they don't get the win, then we might be beating them easily. So dangerous yeah, teams. There's one player we definitely have to keep our eyes on, and that's going to be Danny Trejo. I ain't talking mm. machete, but he will definitely take the machete to us if we're not careful. <laughs> so, we, so we have to be on him. I mean, be on, be on him like a, a rapper on the on a uh, bottle of jaritos, <laughs> uh, which of, of course they also sponsored the Las Vegas Lights FC. So I'm a little a little. Uh, Eh, about drinking them now so <laughs> thanks jarritos <laughs> unless you go to the game right if you go to the game then that might be the one of the few options that they, <laughs> that they but have. i will but i will say they at least carry the big bottles of uh, jarritos uh, for a pretty decent price at, at cashman field so i will give them that oh okay oh oh yeah that's true you were telling us yeah that they have a pretty good deal which uh, which is good right because you very rarely see <laughs> good deals on any drinks whatsoever so that that is definitely a good thing to see there yeah i mean not only at, at sports events in general but especially in vegas you know because mm. i mean granted i i've had i've had some trips up the strip and fremont street and there have been cheap drinks and there have been expensive drinks but you know <laughs> the jaritos at, at the cashman field definitely a good value but uh, hopefully we can bring home the three points at uh, this time around, much like we did at Labor Day. Yeah. And of course, another guy that they have on the squad, I, I don't know if he'll be starting or not to, or you know, he'll be subbed in, is our, our former Deco Keenan, right? The, uh, the Adidas guy who uh, Bijev has mentioned before that he has some really rare Adidas cleats. And I wonder if he still has them and if he'll be sporting them if he's at the game. Oh, geez, that's that's going to be a tough one. I mean, the, the fact that Deco is is with Las Vegas Lights, so that's that's going to be a good uh, former Republic FC alum uh, for Las, Las Vegas to have. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting if if he gets uh, started or if he gets substituted on. Yeah, especially because when you have an experienced defender and if they're already up in the scoreline, they're going to want to get you know his experience out back. So he's definitely one that we got to be. Uh, on the lookout for if uh, that happens and hey it's another former sack guy so um everyone be be looking forward to that he might be starting actually because in the last game against those those where they tied one one on saturday he was actually in the starting role so maybe he's not even going to be subbed in he's already going to be <laughs> there uh from the get-go so well if they're smart they're going to start him yeah it's definitely a match for for them to uh have him get started um, especially with all that represents coming back to Sacramento and he knows what it's like to play in Sacramento. So 
I think it would be in, in their favor to, to do so. So looking at their last couple of results, right, and to gauge really how uh, this team is doing in the last couple of games, they tied against LA Galaxy 2 at home 1-1 uh, last Saturday. And then previously, they beat the Pittsburgh Riverhounds of the Eastern Conference, which um, if y'all have been following it for a couple of years now, it's a pretty tough team, right? Danny V won the Golden Glove with them, if I believe. Yes, if he I'm did. Not mistaken. Okay, he did. So tough team, right? And they beat them, and they're doing pretty good this season as well. So uh, they did that, and then previously to that, they actually lost against the Colorado Springs Switchbacks three two. But again, Colorado's doing pretty good this season. So you know, you could tell that they they gave him a a difficult match uh, at least two. Um, but they are finally going to be traveling away as uh, they did play the last three games at home, which I don't know who decides that in the USL, but that's kind of weird why you would <laughs> have three consecutive home games. But yeah, well, we, we actually have at least one homestand that's uh, three consecutive home games. But then again, we also have uh, some streaks of two or three or, or so uh, away games. So it's. It, it, they do like to jumble it up. In fact, uh, Las Vegas flights, the next time they're going to be on the road is uh, for uh, Monterey's home opening of a Cardinal Stadium on May 7th. Oh, yeah. The home opener right there. So they get to do the honors uh, of doing that. So and then and then they play against Oakland Roots at home. Right. It's like they get all the California teams all at once with those. Those uh, all they're missing is Orange County. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, they played at Los Dos. They're going to play us, then Monterey Bay, then Oakland. Yeah, last one le- left is going to be, uh, yeah, Orange County. I'm, I'm sure that's probably going to be later on if they haven't already played them. That might actually be a really close game since Orange County isn't the the old one that, that we knew from the last couple of seasons. Yeah, that's they're uh, definitely a question mark this season so far. I mean, to go from winning the USL Cup to struggling to get wins or, or draws. Yeah, so that that's the Las Vegas Lights team again uh, this Saturday. Should be an interesting one. And if you happen to make it out to the match, another game that we unfortunately won't have a preview to uh, Town Hall, I should say. Uh, is actually going to be the game against New Mexico, which is going to happen uh, next Wednesday on uh, May the 4th. Uh, I don't know if the team's going to do anything uh, Star Wars themed, but it seems like they should. That'd be kind of cool, especially with uh, Darth Vader being on our team. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how a good mix of both uh, Star Wars and uh, White Claw Wednesday is going to be. That's going to be interesting. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> That that is true. Um, gonna be an interesting. One. I'm sure we'll, we'll probably see. And and if uh, whoever goes to the game, if you spot anyone, take some pictures. If you see people in like Star Wars costumes or something, because I, inevitably, I don't know, Jared. I think we might be seeing some like stormtroopers or Darth Vaders or yeah. Well, well, let's hope New Mexico has the same accuracy as the stormtroopers. You know, misses left, misses right, misses basically shoot it all all the way out to citrus heights uh, of the net that's what we're hoping for maybe potentially scores an own goal too right if you know because we know stormtroopers sometimes do these little mistakes right or they end up like bumping into things and so. uh, maybe this maybe the stormtroopers in space balls perhaps 
<laughs> so that that should be another good game. Uh, New Mexico right now is sitting uh, eighth place with uh, eight points and six matches played. So they're right there. They're close to us. And you know, if we beat the lights, then yeah, true, we'll be a little bit further than than they are at. Um, of course, granted that they don't win in their next match, um, which their next match is actually against us. They actually don't have a match <laughs> over the weekend. So uh, basically, yeah, if, if we win and they win uh, on, on Wednesday, they're still not going to be uh, up to our position on the table. But we still need to make sure that, you know, we get the three points in that game because um, they win. Uh, and if they win the next game, they're going to be above us. And so it's another game that you have against the team that is uh, pretty much right there, right next to you. Um, you know, not one spot down in eighth place, but another critical game. I mean, two really important games that we need to get the three points. Yeah, you'll probably have to keep a close tab on, on that match since probably around that time. It's going to be uh, 7 p.m. New York time, and I'll probably either be out and about in New York or trying to sleep, sleep up and get ready for the next day in New Jersey. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You're going to be already over there. Um, giving us all the, the preview of how things are like over there and, and all that too. So should be, should be a good one over there. All right. So I, I know you didn't have one, but um, in, in honor of the fact that we do usually have one in every episode, or at least every episode in which we talk about a game, of course, um, I have a USL Unsolved Mystery. So if you're okay, Jared, I'll, I'll hold yeah. a segment for this one as well. Yeah, go by all means, go right ahead. So my USL Unsolved Mystery that I have uh, for today is actually... One that we've kind of mentioned before in the past, right? But we still continue to see it happen. And it's one of those things where it kind of surprises you to see teams like Orange County with five points and six matches played and El Paso, uh, seven matches played, four points. And even Oakland, right? Eight matches played, seven points. And, you know, down in the table, we see a Monterey Bay. Yeah, true, they're a new team, but... Uh, they have three points and one game one, right? Um, with the six matches played in total. And it still kind of surprises you, right? Because you know they have really competitive teams. And Monterey definitely showed us how they were really competitive in the preseason. And even the match we played against them, right? I mean, they they had some pretty good uh, participation there. Um, so the fact that we're seeing teams like this down there is um, a mystery, but at the same time, I think something that should concern us, right, and, and should also get us to make sure that we keep winning games because these are just major teams that at any moment they could just have a good streak, right, where they happen to get three, four wins. And before you know it, they could pass us, right? And so we got to keep a close eye on these teams, right? They're, they're definitely going to be competing still. I, I think even though we see them down there, they're still going to be trying to make a run to, you know, get in that like fifth to seventh position, right? Because all the other ones might be keep on going up high. So keep a close eye on, on these teams and and let, let's see what they do. Uh, it is sad to see teams that are basically, you could say, our neighbor teams with Oakland and Monterey uh, down there because come playoff time, it would be really great to uh, see us, Oakland and Monterey, make it to the playoffs because these are the teams that are, over here uh closer to us so we'll see how how things are but 
we can't take the games against them for granted because they're going to be pretty tough, especially when we play against them away um, for uh, Oakland in particular, right? Since we already played against uh, Orange County away and uh, Monterey, we have yet to play against them away and also Apostle too. So we'll see how all those games are like. And I actually just remembered as far as Unsolved Mysteries go, one just came up today and I completely spaced about it. Former Reno and San Diego uh, stud uh, Corey Herzog was actually signed by Hartford Athletic today. And believe me, they need him. My mystery is why, why, why did San Diego skip out on signing Corey Herzog again? I mean, if he was a free agent during the offseason, I mean, what transpired? Now you got a gunner like like Herzog playing for Hartford, who were practically dead last in not only the, the Eastern Conference, but practically the USL Championship. Why did San Diego let them slip through the, their fingers? Did they just decide to get uh, uh, one that uh, controversial player uh, to sign him instead of Corey Herzog? I mean, if that's the case, um, and, and I'm mentioning uh, Andrew Carlton as far as that goes. Personally, I would go with Corey Herzog in a heartbeat over Andrew Carlton. So what is San Diego thinking? I mean, yes, they're doing high in the standings, but this guy is a proven legend. He is, if memory serves me correctly, the second highest goal scorer uh, currently in the USL championship. So San Diego I don't know if you're even going to be playing uh, Hartford, but I hope Hartford puts it on you for for dropping that choice. What were you thinking, San Diego? Wow, yeah, that that is that is surprising too. I know when we saw him in the U.S. Open Cup, right with uh, Des Moines Menace, I was a little surprised he was playing with them because this is a guy like you mentioned, uh, really top goal scorer in the championship, and a guy that was always. So difficult to defend against, right? And remember his, his days uh, with Reno, and yeah, I'm I'm as surprised as you are that San Diego just uh, let him go, and now he's with uh, Hartford Athletic, and uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's one of those things that it's kind of tough to understand, right? But we never know, right? Maybe th- there was a conflict there with Landon, or or something went on that just didn't make it quite for him to continue on for more seasons cool well one last thing that we have here before we uh, wrap up the show tonight um we do our predictions and for the game against the uh, rgb none of us got anything right unfortunately although sharon was pretty close had they not scored she had actually predicted that one one and it would have been good because if y'all remember initially she was a little hesitant after she had said one one and that would have been a good story to tell, but uh, that didn't happen. And I said 2-1, but I said 2-1 Sacramento. So if I had just said other way around, I would have gotten a point, but <laughs> that didn't happen. So looking towards the game against Las Vegas, uh, Sharon actually sent us some of her predictions uh, for this match. So she says a 2-1 score, Keiko scoring the first goal. I say a 3-1 score uh, with Roro scoring the first one. And then Jared said a 2-1 score with a Connor Donovan scoring. Is that still right, Jared? Yeah, I'm still good with that prediction. All right, cool. And then, again, since we're not going to be recording on uh, Sunday for the match against New Mexico, 
We're also going to go over that one here as well. Sharon said a 2-2 tie, Roro scoring the first goal. Jared said a 2-0 win, Dan scoring the first goal. And then I said a 1-0 win with uh, Douglas scoring the first goal. Um, all good still, Jared? Yeah, I still feel the same way. Okay, cool. So those are our predictions for uh, Las Vegas and New Mexico. We'll see if uh, the standings see any movement. But right now it still stands as myself in the lead with three points and Sharon and Jared tied with two points. So still anyone's game. And if, you know, the predictions align, then we might be seeing a new leader in the next pod. So we shall see what, what happens uh, there. And uh, yeah. I'm glad that we have a, a close scoreline too. It just makes things more interesting and uh, our, our predictions uh, keep on going. Awesome. Well, Jared, any final thoughts before we close it out tonight? Well, I'm looking forward to these next couple matches, uh, especially the, the match against Red Bulls too. And then a couple of days later, Open Cup comes back against Phoenix. But we can look at those matches uh, soon enough. Let's uh, keep close tabs against Las Vegas and then New Mexico. And then we'll go from there. Yeah, they should be really good matches. And and we're really excited. This summer is going to give us a lot of great matchups and a couple of away games to travel to, which are always really exciting when you're able to uh, support Sacramento out um, and all these away venues. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you so much uh, for the support that you always give to us. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't be doing the show right now. And so we really appreciate that. You always motivate us every single time you leave us a message, you tell us something. It's always really awesome. And uh, you truly motivate us to continue to grow this project that we enjoy working on every single day. With that being said, everyone, have a great night. And again, look forward to the Billion BJF interview that will be posted this Saturday morning is when i'll be scheduling that out so if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet please subscribe and if you're not following us on social media yet please follow us at state republic 12 on facebook twitter and instagram and we'll let you know uh, when the show will be posted on saturday and we'll also be sharing a little preview as to that particular thing that jared and i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that you'll definitely want to listen for because Billion tells us something that I don't know if anyone's ever heard before, but it's something that really surprised us. And, you know, we, we were really looking forward to what he said. And in the meantime, let's get ready for Saturday morning. A little bit of breakfast, a little bit of Premier League, and of course, State of the Republic. You can't go wrong with any of that. Oh, no, you can't go wrong. Definitely. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a great night. And we'll see you this Saturday here on State of the Republic podcast.